0: Hey, it's Big Nate. Welcome back to Big Nate Hobby Farm Podcast, where we discuss all things hobby farm related. Uh, Today, I think we're going to carry on from the discussion we had yesterday about purchasing your first livestock, and we're going to discuss uh, some pasture maintenance, because once you get that uh, livestock home, they're going to have to have something to eat. So pasture maintenance uh, is, is a big thing and it gets overlooked quite a bit. I'm sure uh, many of you have driven through the countryside and you see some animals grazing on an empty pasture full of uh, hard pan and uh, weeds and, and some scrub grass uh, and you, maybe you think, hey, that doesn't look like a very good pasture. Well, it's not. So we're going to discuss that today. I mean... Why? Why would pasture be important to what we're doing? Um, you know, it's pasture is the foundation of your livestock operation. Whether you've got a horse or a cow or a few horses and a few cows, maybe you've got a small herd of sheep or some or some goats. Uh, pasture, pasture is the foundation that you build all of this on. Uh, you put. You put good into your animals you're going to get good out of your animals whether it be uh, milk production or if you're going to harvest your animals for for meat for your family uh, it, all, it all starts with the pasture some of the things we got to look at with pasture are uh, nutrients uh, your your forage grasses that you're growing in these pastures other uh, their nutrient requirements and how you can help the soil in that uh, regard uh, you'll have, you know, we can discuss, you know, what types of forage you're actually going to be putting into this, to this uh, pasture, uh, what's good for your region, what's, good, what's a good choice for the uh, particular livestock that you choose, uh, all, you know, all that, all that comes into factor. Some other things that we got to look at are uh, parasite loads and manure from the animals. What do you do with that Um, your root zone compaction you know soil gets compacted over time oxygen is a big deal to the root zone of the grasses and forage that you're growing so we'll discuss that as well but let's start off with um forage selection what kind of animals are you growing you know i always go back to uh cattle because i raise cattle uh, horses, you know, are a little bit different when it comes to what they like to eat and the nutrient requirements of the forage they they eat. Uh, cattle, you know, I know a good deal about, and some goats. I used to raise some goats, so. Uh, but let, let's focus on some forage grasses, and I'll throw out there bahia grass because hey, we're in the south, and bahia grass uh, is one of the top forage grasses that we grow around here. It's a hot weather grass. It uh, has some drought tolerance to it. There are several different varieties of uh, Bahia grass that will improve on the basic Pensacola Bahia grass. Uh, We've got things like Tifton 9 Bahia. We've got things like uh, Tiff Quick which is improved upon Tifton 9 even. Uh, It's supposed to have excellent drought resistance. It greens up earlier in the cooler weathers. uh, It stays green longer in the fall after uh, Pensacola starts to uh, brown and and go into a dormant uh, state. What we're looking for uh, in that regard is is a nutrient regiment for your soil. Your soil is the building block that you're going to put the the pasture on. So first thing, it always starts with a soil sample. If you've never taken a soil sample of your pastures, or if you've got a plot of ground that you're looking to turn into a pasture, you've got to start with the soil sample. There's a lot of uh, instruction on on the net about how to uh, take a soil sample, so we're not gonna go into a great detail. A lot of people don't know what to do with the soil sample once they take it. Once you collect your soil sample and it's ready to turn in, you need to have that soil sample in about three quarters full of a sandwich size Ziploc baggie. You're gonna, t- if, you if you're in a rural area, if there, if there are farms in your county, your county has a, an extension office, you know, which is uh, ran and operated by the state. Uh, usually tied to an agricultural university within your state. Your county has that office. It's look for the farm extension office in your county. You're going to take that baggie with your soil sample to it. When you get there you're going to fill out some paperwork. On the paperwork is going to be your you know your personal information about where they're going to send the results to. It's also going to include uh, on that statement what kind of product or crop you're attempting to grow in this soil that you're sampling. So if you're looking to grow pasture grass, you know, you need to label specifically what grass that you're trying to accomplish uh, in in that pasture. Bahia grass, annual rye grass, Bermuda grass, orchard grass. and. whatever kind of grass you folks north of the Mason-Dixon line uh, like to grow for animal forage up there. not very. I'm not very knowledgeable in those those grasses. Uh, reason being is that the soil lab is going to compare your soil results against a standard uh, nutrient regimen for that particular grass. So that's why that information is important. They're going to do that. They're going to process your soil. You're going to get the results back. They're going to give you four main things yeah, uh, you know, four and a half five main things off that soil report that is going to be important to you the one that's not as important is uh the type of soil you have is it when it comes to sand sand clay loamy mixture uh i mean it matters but it's it's there's nothing you can do about that you know, you can't add fertilizer and change the, uh, you know, type of soil that you, that you have. It will affect the amount of nutrients that it can uptake or the amount of nutrients that leach out of your soil. But the other important things that you're going to get out of this uh, soil report are the pH. You know, how acidic or basic is your soil? That has a big uh, role to play with the, the root health of, of the grass forage that you're trying to grow. It's going to give you a report on nitrogen requirements, on potash requirements, and on uh, NPK, you know, potassium requirements. They're going to compare, like I said, they're going to compare that uh, uh, soil result against the crop that you're trying to grow and they're going to give you a recommendation on how much of that particular nutrient you need to uh, correct your soil conditions. good information in the soil report that's why you got to do that first once you start fixing your soil everything else is going to fall into play you're going to have better production uh, from your forage grasses it's going to recover better from uh, close grazing situations it's going to be better prepared for drought conditions Uh, so that's that's why we start there Uh, some other things we're going to look at here is um parasite loads when it comes to uh your your livestock on this on this property animals all animals have parasites it's just it's just the way the world works uh most healthy animals have their parasite loads in their in their gi tract uh under control it's not uh you know they, they they don't suffer from being uh wormy as we call it uh they still have these parasites growing in them their body builds up a resistance to you know a certain you know low parasite load uh but it's it's just always going to be there the problem that we have with this is when they have their uh bowel movements you know it just drops all over the pasture the eggs from these parasites are laid in these uh, manure piles that are in your pasture the longer you have these animals on that pasture uh, the higher the parasite load is going to exist uh, in your pasture uh, so th- that's where pasture rotation comes in into play you know you've got your animals uh, eating on an area of pasture for so long you rotate them off to another area that's uh, been grown back, has been clear of animals for quite some time, and, in the, and, and at this point, that's when you start doing pasture maintenance uh, on this empty plot when you move them off. The main goal being you need to break down these manure piles that are in your pasture because they're full of parasite eggs, these eggs hatch, they create new parasites, they spread on the grass, uh, they will be uh, reconsumed by the animal. And this is where you start getting to parasite problems in your uh, livestock. So, you got to break these manure piles up when you're doing your maintenance. You got to run a drag over your pasture. You got to run an error, whatever you have to take a manure pile and turn it into a schmear uh, point being is one you want to spread the nutrients out from the uh, manure so that it gets back to your soil and you want the manure to dry out as quick as possible because when they dry out these parasite eggs dry out these eggs and the parasite require a certain level of moisture Uh, you take that moisture away you're killing the parasites so uh, it's a it's a good idea every time i move my uh, my livestock off a section of a pasture, which we call a paddock. Uh, I take a drag. I also have a six foot landscape rake that I drag behind my tractor, my little uh, Kubota compact tractor. And I go over every inch of these pastures and break these piles down. So that's, uh, you know, it's a good practice. It's a healthy practice to help maintain uh, healthy pastures. Okay, now once we've taken care of the parasite load and we've got that on check, now we need to start thinking about uh, soil health when it comes to compaction. Uh, Grazing animals on pasture compact the soil incredibly. Uh, They establish walking paths uh, that they traditionally like to take over and over and over again. They stand on sections of soil for you know hours on end eating different patches of grass they lay down in the pasture and they put all their body weight on these second uh, on these on these areas uh, of grass and they compact the soil uh, oxygen is uh, you know vital to the root health of your pasture grass so you start having to think about how do I get oxygen and as a result also moisture down into the root zone of the soil because you get to a point where the soil is so compacted that moisture will run off of the grass and off of the ground without being absorbed deeply into the ground where, where it's actually needed. I can think of uh, two w- good ways to uh, aerate your soil, and I can think of several not-so-great ways to aerate the soil. Uh, not-so-great ways... Uh, One of them includes using a subsoiler on your tractor, dragging a deep subsoiler behind it. Um, It's very healthy for the soil, does a great job uh, opening up that subsoil so that water gets way down in the soil, oxygen mixes. That's an excellent way to uh, improve the health of your root zone. Uh, it destroys your pasture and its ability for you to drive on it with your tractor or any kind of equipment, because it will just create huge uh, ruts and rises and ridges. It, it uh, it's pretty. It's pretty serious. If you do that, you won't be taking a compact tractor with a mower over it anytime soon. And it also destroys your ability to drag that landscape brake over it to uh, break up the manure piles on your uh, next passes. So while it's really healthy, I don't recommend it maybe once every several years because you're going to spend a lot of time uh, leveling out that soil later on and having problems with it. Spike aerators. Everybody has, you know, access to a spike or a spike aerator, I think. You can get them in the store fairly cheap. You can get three point ones for your tractor. Um they don't do a great job, you know, they, they jab a little sharp edge down into your soil, but at the same time they compact soil because the weight of the drum has to be so heavy that the spikes will penetrate, well then you've got a heavy drum rolling over your soil, so that's not doing a great job to actually decompact the soil. You're aerating, but you're compacting actually is what you're doing. A couple of ways that I think are the better uh, methods to go about aerating your soil you're looking at uh, there's this tool that they make uh, to pull behind your tractor called a uh, pasture renovator. It's got you know several rows of you know fixed you know sharp uh, blades pretty much that run slits through the uh, length of your soil. They don't pull soil up, but they basically just carve deep slits through your soil and there's coulters on the front that will cut the root zone in front of the uh, blades so that you don't destroy, um, you don't pull up a bunch of grass roots and clog up your equipment with that. Uh, That does a fairly good job. It's pretty heavy. You've gotta have a a decent amount of horsepower to to pull one of these pasture renovators, but they come in different sizes, so you can size it to your equipment. Uh, They work pretty good. I think the best method to aerate your soil and decompact is with a plug type aerator and if you've never seen a plug aerator basically it's a bunch of hollow spikes they call them spoons that uh, rotate as you're driving along and they pull out little half inch in diameter by you know up to three inch long plugs of soil they pull that soil they pull that plug of soil out uh, as this uh, aerator spins, it then throws that plug out onto the ground where that soil and the bacteria in that soil uh, starts to help break down thatch on top of the soil. Meanwhile, you've got a nice little plug hole uh, dug through that pasture that's going to, that's going to allow moisture, uh, nutrients down into the soil, and oxygen. So that is really uh, my preferred method. I don't have a plug aerator yet, it's always on the wish list of equipment I would like to have. You can rent plug aerators from you know, equipment rental places like Home Depot and such, probably Sunbelt Rentals, I don't know about United Rentals, I don't know if they would have something like that. Uh, but plug aeration is I think the number one method to decompact and aerate your soil. Okay, so now we've covered the aeration. Uh, we've pretty much wrapped up all the basics of preparing your pasture, um, or having good pasture maintenance. Good pasture maintenance practices, how about that? we covered uh, soil nutrients as far as pH, uh, nitrogen, you know, fertilizer, your, your NPK fertilizer forage selection for what uh, your, you want to grow for your particular animals. We've covered parasite loadings and how to uh, maintain a healthy parasite load and reduce parasites in your pasture as much as possible. And we've covered uh, good maintenance practices for soil aeration and getting some oxygen and moisture down into your root zone. Uh, hopefully that's a good point for you to get started or a place for you to get started if you haven't done a whole lot of pasture maintenance or if you've been wondering about it uh, if you got any questions please ask you know i love to talk about this stuff so you know don't don't hesitate to ask me any questions thanks for listening uh, stand by for you know a future episode of big nate hobby farm and enjoy thank you